All right. Hey, everybody. It is a Cleveland Moto Podcast. We're lovely summertime evening, early September. The, oh, it's nice out here. The peepers are peeping. The birds Bloody. are chirping. The sun's shining. It's almost like uh, it's almost like July. But the schedule's all fucked up for some reason. The uh, yeah, there's a fuck. I need a beer. I wanted. Yeah, you better get a beer. Yeah, what are you doing? The uh, good Christ sakes. Fuck sake, man. The uh, the pot. Oh, the Periscope thing. What a flop, man. So the only time people can watch that Periscope thing is when you're actually doing it. So it's like if, if nobody's just like waiting for us, you know, if you're Doug Benson and you've got a million followers and you say you're going to do a Periscope, then, you know, 300 people are watching you talk about and they're off. So the Periscope turned into like a nice. colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, right. There were like seven people. Yeah, I tried to watch it. And, and yeah. I couldn't it find it. I couldn't it's gone, it's gone. When it's gone, it's yeah. gone. It's, it's, gone. Like, it's like, like Snapchat. Uh, it's gone. It's like a dick pic. You don't want it to be hang around forever. You just want to send it there, get the influence, like get the effect, and it's fucking over. It's like it never so happened. So we could just put our dicks on Periscope? We could. I mean, nobody will see I it. Mean, By the time the dicks come out and go away, all of our seven listeners have disappeared. I'm so, old. Whatever yeah. happened to making a mixtape for a girl? Like, <laughs> man, come on. Save so, a little something for the surprise, you know? Don't give it all away on the Snapchat. <laughs> the, uh, so tonight in the in the garage, we've got Chris Smith. Hey. And uh, Dustin Elliott's here. Of course. Absolutely. Uh I'm I'm a given. I'm a. Stick. You're guaranteed to be here, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm like the Rock. <laughs> you, you're in my salvation. I, I could actually do this podcast on my own. You could, if, if none of you. Guys well, there's a hundred. There's a hundred just <laughs> Dustin casts that he's gonna bomb on us. Like literally, he's been sneaking them in, and we don't know about it. Just talking shit on. Oh, you're yeah, talking shit. That motherfucker. Yeah. Johnny Chrome's here. Some of a beachy. Hello, hello. And Steve Hoffert. <laughs> Hi, all. Hello. So I wanted to read one of our podcast listeners sent us a cut. We actually got quite a bit of email this week, but I'm going to read the good ones. If you want us to read your email online or on the podcast, make it good. Yeah. Okay, so this guy knew how to make his podcast good, or his, his email good, so he'd read it on the podcast. I'm sorry. I've been drinking already tonight, so. Yeah, my lips are a little numb. Uh, okay. Well, this is from Justin Donahue. That's not his real name, or maybe it is. <laughs> the uh, to whom it may concern, having listened to your podcast, I am appalled. I have I entered. Too. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have entered a deep. Thank you. <laughs> I have entered a deep depression, knowing that I have binge listened to every last one of them, and now I have to fucking wait extended periods of time for more. What the fuck? You guys are doing a great job, always entertaining and informative, except for the one on the bus. <laughs> Which, come on, I mean, yeah. that was a shit show. Yeah. It would be great if you could get a search for bikes. No, that was a good show. But... Yeah, he said, it would be great if you could get a search for bikes you guys have talked about in certain episodes. No. Uh, it sounds like work. A what? A search. Like, he's basically saying, like, an index for bikes that we've talked about, and then what show do they appear in? Which, again, what? it's an index. And, uh, no. And that sounds like work. I can do that. You know what? I, I we don't what. need to do... No, we don't need to do that because this guy's listened oh. to every fucking episode. How about just Google it? Or maybe they just fucking listen to every episode and they listen or to every episode. maybe he does the index. Maybe oh, good point. Yeah. Never present a problem unless you're willing to provide the solution. <laughs> That's right. You'd be like, well, my dick needs sucked. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Never present a problem so unless you're willing to provide the solution. Is he offering the... 
catalog are based on my statement that I just made. Never present a problem unless yeah. you're willing to offer a solution. So there you go. The uh, okay. So then he goes. <laughs> be the last email he sends. I know, right? <laughs> These fuckers gonna be like, they're gonna be like, God damn, be careful about the emails you send in. Yeah. They, they give you jobs to we'll do. Put hey, your ass to work. They give you homework. Well, the big thing around my shop is I tell people all the time there is no fucking gold star for pointing out a problem. That's fucking. You do not get a gold star for pointing out a problem. Wait, but that's an intern right. opportunity. That, oh, <laughs> we don't have a <laughs> delegation as our middle name. People think it's laziness, yeah. but no, delegation is our middle name. That's right. The last intern I hired stuck her hand on, she was uh, pressure washing something, and she said she knew how to was do it. Was there a blue dress involved? Oh, no. Go ahead. But she's continued. She set her hand on... The muffler of the the pressure washer. Oh and no! A circle with a line through it that said "Holly Caliente" in her palm. Oh, she's got a Are hot you tattoo. Me? I'm not That's fucking you. awesome. It was so funny, dude. This chick's got a really hot tattoo. No, I'm serious. That shit's hot. <laughs> it was Raider Muy Caliente. It was like uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. It the is. Up his hand. Well, yeah, and it's uh, the cane, you know, from Kung Fu, yeah. where he grabs the hibachi. Grabs <laughs> yeah. Or me, anytime I pull up frozen pizza out of my little toaster oven, which basically just catches shit on fire. The ingredients just fall off and catch on fire. Then all the bottom of the pizza's all burned up. Anyway, that's a sad glimpse, in, gl- glimpse into my life. Thanks, little Charlie. Fuck <laughs> you and your pizzas. <laughs> to- Tostitos? Totinos? I used to get little Charlie's. Totinos, yeah. There's the, 99 cents, With the little man. paper you turn upside down underneath. and it's Oh, that's for the microwave? the foil oh. on it. If, they don't tell yeah. you if you leave that shit in there for like five minutes, no. it actually starts a fire. No, it's a fire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fire. Yeah, that's a fire waiting to happen. Right. So anyway, where were we? I don't know. Oh, I, I was reading it. Squirrel! Ah! Squirrel. Uh, oh, and somebody else sent us an email that just said squirrel. <laughs> nice. Fucking great, man. I hate like, squirrels. Just a said squirrel. Um, it would be great if you guys could search, get a search for bites you guys have talked about in certain episodes. Never have I, never have I taken the time to send a message saying "great job." So take that for what it's worth. Coming from a guy who rides an 04 BMW GS. Really? Hey, you too. <laughs> you too. You too. I love 1150s. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm staring. I'm staring. I don't know what they're doing. I'm raising my eyebrow and looking at Chris Smith and. Steve Hofford over there because they're, Steve they're both. Steve has a bromance. So they're both these fucking <laughs> Looney Tune BMW guys now. Um, and okay, so coming from a guy, well, coming from a guy who rides an 04 1150 GS and wears an arrow stitch suit and frequents ADV rider. Okay. By the way, I don't think you guys mentioned arrow stitch in the episode about United States of America supplied gear, which is right. We didn't. We talked about all kinds of really cool shit that you can buy that's made in America. And how difficult that can be, but we didn't talk about Aerostitch. But Aerostitch did not send us what they told they were. Hell, oh, that's right. I wanted that eleven hundred dollars suit so badly, <laughs> and they didn't even send me gloves. No, they didn't send. We didn't ask for anything. It was an oversight on my part, and it's a <laughs> horrible oversight. You got because that. the only reason I don't have an Aerostitch suit is because I cannot fucking afford one. That's it. That's the only reason I don't have one. I haven't found one. You know, on eBay or Craigslist or Amazon, that's my size and is reasonably priced. And honestly, I don't ride in the rain or cross country enough to justify an $1,100 suit. I really don't. And I have a lot of military gear that kind of works. Well, my rain suit, I have a tour master. Yeah. 
and it was great for many years. Mm -hmm. And the last time I rode in the rain, there was a half-inch rip right on the taint. Oh, <laughs> man. And I'm riding along, and yeah, all of a sudden wet. it starts wicking the fucking water. <laughs> My wife told me never to swear on this thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. They paid good money to listen to okay, us cut. Sorry. So my, my wife told me not. But anyway, it, <laughs> wicked, it wicked the water in. And by the time I got, by the time I got home, it was horrendous. Well, I felt like I had trench balls. <laughs> <laughs> trench balls. Well then, that's a whole different kind of combat. When you come out with trench balls, <laughs> the water was really deep. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you're like I think we need deeper trenches. So this is what Rolling Rock does to me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't think you guys mentioned Arrow Stitch in the episode about U.S. Gear. Soon you will start getting paid for the podcast. Mark my words. <laughs> Wait a second. Now right. you said I'm Ooh. marking. Dude, Justin, Justin, right now, I just marked your, Justin, I just marked your words, man. So, I marked your words. So, you, send in your money. Send, let's figure out how we're getting paid on this shit, because yeah. it's okay. It's not like we it's don't love doing it. Cheap. Yeah. It's, it's actually easy to get paid on this shit. Right. But. Mark your words, but how about calling my fucking we'll collectors? Well, Mark Wilson sent us a pod uh, email that just literally just says, Squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> he sent us an email. Just says squirrel. That's all it says. Squirrel! Just says squirrel. No, nothing else. Just squirrel. I like the voice of the bulldog from the movie Up. I hate squirrels. No, well, I mean, really, when you think about... And then another fellow sent in uh, an email, and I didn't copy it down. But I'll, I'll give him some credit. He talked about trading in his uh, Bonneville uh, that he has. A little Triumph Bonneville he's got. And he wants to trade it in, and the dealership... Because he wanted to do some different kind of riding, maybe some adventure kind of riding or whatever, dual sport riding, and he, a local dealer was going to give him a hell of a deal on a 2013 leftover Husqvarna Terra 650. Mm. And so I just sent him an email back and said, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about that bike because I don't have enough experience to say anything bad about that bike. But here's what I am saying: that was. Something that didn't even get carried over when BMW was really promoting Husqvarna. <clears throat> BMW didn't... We went in the booth at the motorcycle show and kept saying to BMW, like, where's the Husqvarna? It's like, where's the Terra? Where's the Strata? We want to see these bikes. And they went, no. And then the BMW representative in the booth talked down on them, like, you don't want one of those. Like that. I was like, wow, if you're, if you're representing Husqvarna right now, or Husqvarna... Uh, because there's no U after the Q. If you're representing their product, you're doing a damn poor job of it. Well, the, what I didn't know was at the time of the motorcycle show, the deal had already been penned that Husqvarna was going to go to KTM. Well, KTM, if you wow. look at if you look at the Husqvarna line this year, there are no 650s in it. It gets as big as a 510, and that's it. So I told the guys, like, you know what? Before you take this sweet deal and get this Husqvarna uh, Terra 650 in your life. Maybe you should, he goes, because the dealer promised me that they can support this bike. They can get parts and service for this bike, no problem, and that they'll support it. And I said, well, why don't you do this? You should call them. And I said, dealers say a lot of things. And they, so he, he called them. He sent me an email back that said he contacted the dealership anonymously and said he had a Terra and he needed to have some service done on it. Would they work on it? And they, the dealer said they would not. 
So the deal, it's a future, exactly. So the dealer who had the one in the in, who had one in his inventory, he was trying to sell, refused to work on one that would be brought in by a customer. So well, that's man. a that's a tough that's a tough nut there. But that's just it's you got to be careful if you're buying a motorcycle and it's a rare bird, or if it's a you know well you know uh, we tried this for a year or two, <laughs> and you got to make sure that there, somebody's out there willing to support it because all the guys that own like. Uh, the MZs, you know, MZ's a great motorcycle. Those Rotex motors were great motors. There was nothing wrong with an MZ Scorpion. There was nothing wrong with a lot of those bikes. They built, they built some really good motorcycles, but try to find support for them. And, you know, cool bikes, hard to support. There is something to be said about quantity. Mm-hmm. Because at least, Absolutely. even if you work on it yourself, mm-hmm. you can find the parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yep. You, yeah. If you're going to buy a bike like that, then you better own a machine shop. You know... There's nothing easier than getting parts for my wife's SV650S. I mean, if I can't find it, or I just mean, I don't even I don't need to go through Partzilla. I don't need to go through Bike Bandit. I don't need to go through any of those sources. I just fucking go to eBay. Between eBay and Amazon, every part I need for that motorcycle is readily available. It's I super common. Two of each bike. So say, or just four. do what Steve does and buy as many as you can. No, his garage. <laughs> yeah. What's the scooter you have like five of? Oh, the Sims. The Sims. The RV250s. RV250s. Where are they at? They're all at Steve's garage. Got another one. Call Steve. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all I do. Be like, oh, I got an RV250. Yeah, call Steve. Well, I have to keep them because that's the only bike my wife will ride with me on. Oh, really? She likes that bike for some she reason. She does. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I mean, fine for two up. Yeah. It's a good two up scooter. Every time I get one of those, I make sure I get rid of it fast. <laughs> I try to get her on the Aprilia. Yeah. That thing's like dental floss going up my ass. <laughs> Well, it has the special dental floss seat yeah. option. Well, your butt, I don't think it's your ass crack's never been cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gingivitis. Don't have to worry yeah. about gingivitis. I'm going to get the bidet option for mine. <laughs> Feel cleansed when you get to that What's destination. That song? Ride in that magic dental floss. <laughs> oh my god, man! I have no idea what you're talking about. Squirrel. So tomorrow we're going to go to the Zappa song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm sorry. And it wasn't riding, but whatever. The, tomorrow uh, we're gonna go. Tomorrow to we're Zappa, gonna go to Zappa's coming to the Kent stage. Uh, right, see, Zappa's dead. No, it's his son. Dweezel. I think isn't it? Dweezel. Oh, good is he bringing new uh, unit? Dweezel's a douchebag. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Is that I saw it at the. I saw it on the listing. So. The uh, tomorrow we're gonna ride down to the Motoguzzi Rally in Zanesville, which is a nice Sorry, ride. I'm not gonna make it. Well, and that's too bad. The uh, it's a nice ride down. It's a good group of guys, and these guys are all, the Moto Guzzi guys are really like mileage whores. They love odometers that have been around once or twice. Like, these guys are all very proud of their bikes, like, oh, you got 48,000 miles on there. No, I got 48,000 That's been around twice. <laughs> okay, man, settle down, you know. I was just pointing out that your bike looked really good for having 48,000 miles on it. The fact that it has 248,000 miles on it. Tells me that you don't love your children enough, and that you've been neglecting your family. You know. Well, then, by the yeah. way, I've saw, on, uh, Oberlin Elyria Road. Yeah. There's a BMW R100. Yeah. And the guy says, "I don't know what the mileage is. It says nineteen thousand. Yeah. The foot pegs look like they've been through hell, and there's nothing left <laughs> yeah. of the rubber, so it's right. probably a hundred. We know it's at least a hundred nineteen thousand yeah. miles. And there's no paint left on that. You know how they painted them black? Yeah. There's no paint left on the. The on the motor covers, yeah, so. they're all just—it just all fell off a long time ago. Yeah, so the guys 
Well, yeah. and talking about touring and kind of talking about us making this little trip, uh, for us, this is a nice little ride. We can get out, stretch our legs, go to a nice destination. They have a they have a bunkhouse there, so you can have uh, air-conditioned comfort if you can get past, what did you describe it as? <laughs> the, the noise? <laughs> <laughs> you said the noise and the smell of that bunkhouse was like an act of war. Yeah, you get sixty men in the same bunkhouse snoring and farting yeah, at the same 40 time. Forty or forty-five <laughs> snoring, fucking rip-roaring chainsaws, flatulence. Sounds, sounds like a lumberjack competition going on in there. <laughs> yeah, no, so bad. Um, I will sleep in my van again because I like my van and. Well, little did I, in there I was so me. freaking blitz. I walked into the first room like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Bed rolled down, went on the and floor. Went, yeah. And then James tells me the next day that, well, there was like 20 more bunks. In oh, the yeah, there room. were bunks all over the place, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Whatever. I think everybody went into the first room and thought that was the only room. Mm, probably. And filled it up. And the, uh, but there are, there's plenty of bunks. They put on a meal that can't be beat. They really do a great job. And like everybody leaves with some kind of door prize. I mean, they just, you know, they're looking after you. But there's always a lot of bikes there and a lot of miles mm-hmm. ridden. A good scene overall. I'm pretty happy with it. We had the right move last year. We stopped on the way in at the Mexican restaurant because we were ahead of our chase wagon. <laughs> yeah. So we had managed to create distance somehow. And we got ahead of our chase wagon. And we had nothing but time to kill. And we were like, we were a small, short mm-hmm. stone's throw away from the campsite. And there's just like a cantina there. And my rule is real simple, man. If there's a cantina, I'm going in. That's 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 just a standard rule. Um, I don't care what the name of the restaurant is. If it has cantina in it, we're stopping. <laughs> because I guarantee they'll have margaritas. And, and, I, and yeah. we did. And, and we they fucking did. did. Is that where you guys are going to end up tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure on the way down we have to go past the same place. So, you know. Are you going? There's, there's never a bad reason. Well, Chris is doing it special. Tell him what you're doing because this is kind of cool. The way you're approaching the Gucci rally, because you're involving a, a, a trip. Well, I'm I'm going down to watch my son play soccer at Shawnee State in Portsmouth. So that's the furthest southernmost point in the state of Ohio. Right, right. So that's already a hike getting down there. Yeah. So and then, then you're going from the top of the state of Ohio to the bottom of the state of Ohio. Yeah. Wow. So then from Portsmouth to Zanesville, come in from the south. Yep. Yeah. And, uh. That's cool. That's a good ride. Well, let, let me just tell you what's yeah. going to happen is the game won't be over till five thirty, mm. and so you'll get in about eight in the dark. Nah, it'll be it'll be failing light. Yeah, and, and which is good because yeah. then the, I don't own a GPS, You were there last so, year, can't you find it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't own a GPS. Okay, well then. You draw your phone. Now he likes he likes his maps. You know, put put the map in your map case. You'll be fine. Yeah, I got I got maps. Yeah, do it do it the old fashioned way. No, I I rode to Mid Ohio. No, I wasn't. We had no fucking paper map. Draw it out. You'll do fine. I have a ram map. That's how our ancestors used to navigate. So that's 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 the intention. Come rolling in later in the in the evening and hopefully and I'm going to try to take some back roads. I mean, that could come up twenty three to seventy. Yeah. I'm going to cut through the back roads and see how that goes. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. shit. Are you running a BMW? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which bike are you going to ride? I'll take the V7. Take the V7, yeah. It yeah. would be silly Which, not to roll no, into I mean, the Moto Guzzi rally. They don't care. Yeah, they don't they care. They don't care? They don't it's care. Like ride wherever you want to ride. Take the 450? Yeah. 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 No, ride wherever you care. Nobody gives a shit what you show up on. It's not like, oh, hold on, Mr. Honda Interceptor. You better stay out in the parking lot or something, you know? Go park over there. Yeah, go park away from all these bikes. No, I mean, like, everybody that's there appreciates motorcycles, and I don't think anybody there 
only owns a Gucci or only has owned a Gucci or would even give a fuck. That's the thing about most Gucci people is they come to a motor Gucci by way of a lot of different motorcycles. The, the Gucci tends to be in a you know a destination motorcycle as opposed to something you're working your way through on your way to whatever else it might be. The uh, you know it's not motor Gucci's are definitely not a lowest common denominator motorcycle. It's not a Honda Nighthawk, you know. So. The more I come in contact with Moto Gucci's, yeah. the more I love them. I know. It's just, it's a very infectious thing. the way they're, they're put together, the way yeah. they but have soul or they, something. I don't they know how to describe it. Yeah. It's like, they it's like they have something to them that yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exist in like a, a mechanized factory putting everything together. Right. It's like these hand-built bikes. Yeah. I think part of the person that puts these bikes together is in that bike. I agree. I agree. And I like... That you know, when you look at the motorcycle, there's all this, you know. This brought to you by Rolling Rock. Well, there's, a lot of, <laughs> you know, there's witness paint on everything. To you know, there's marks all over the bike to show you that a person put it together. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of there's a whole lot of that going on with that motorcycle, and it's it is funny. There, we have a we have a customer that must be just put on earth to just give Moto Guzzi's a hard time. I mean, he puts a lot of miles on bikes, and he does put a lot of miles on bikes. But I also think that maybe he's not aware that they do require maintenance. maintenance. <laughs> like, you know, oil change should be at something greater than a 7,000-mile interval. You know? Maybe it needs to be introduced to Amsoil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there's a bunch of those dealers at the rally. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you holler out, I need a quart of oil, I bet you 46 quarts of Amsoil come. Shrank. Here you go. It's the only thing I run. Yeah. The uh, you have to listen to the sermon to, to the use the sermon. oil. Oh yeah! Every, oh, it's the sermon. Yeah, yeah, every every fucking use that. every quart like of Amsoil. Every every quart of Amsoil comes with a talk you're, about Jesus. You're drinking a Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, it's Mary Kay for old white men. That's all it is, man. It's Mary Kay for old white men. That is. And when you, wow. when you get to that sales level, you get a BMW. Right. <laughs> it's a red BMW. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, hey. red BMW. Hey. <laughs> that's your a gold star Amsoil dealer. Here's your red BMW, and it's not a new one either. It's a used one with 196 thousand miles on the clock. It's filled up with Amsoil. Did you get a trip to Puerto Rico with that? Yeah, no, red hey, and blue. Yeah, right on. Hey, fucking bring it on, man. So talking about trips and talking about kind of traveling. So. What I've noticed is... Not about trips. Have a cookie. Yeah. Hey. What I've noticed in our group, in this little group, we have we have guys that are... Is that the same big cookie from last week? Yeah. Wow, man. That thing's got staying power. Oh. Have a cookie. <laughs> it's obviously not at my house. The... Uh, the... We have... Giggles. He's got his rolling rod. Happy guy. The... Uh, Eating the weed cookie? Okay, so <laughs> after the podcast last week, we left the podcast and we went for post gaming. Are you guys seriously eating that? We don't weed need to cookie? talk. We don't need no, no, no. To, we don't need to talk uh, about that. We'll clean it up. Okay, all right, please. So no, after that, yeah. this podcast is coming from Colorado. No, 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 no. Not even on that chain. Okay, but we left here and we were like, none of us wanted to go to bed yet except Dustin. So Dustin kicked us out of the garage, which yeah, is fine. It's his I, garage. I'm he, sorry. I'm, a, I'm an early nighter. Yeah, but, but we did tuck him in, though. Right. We did. Right, right on. You didn't tuck me in. You fucking left. <laughs> well, what, what's funny is we left here and we went down to the lake. So we were out on the pier. 
So we were drinking beers on the pier. Nice. There you go. The next word. It was a little queer, drinking beers on the pier. <laughs> but then, then like one of the neighbors showed up, and it was just cool. It was a nice hang. And then we went back to my garage because some of the guys had never seen my garage before. So we opened up the garage mahal and uh, showed off the bus and stuff. And that was all good. But there was like these little, you know, those little flashes in the sky <laughs> that are like what I like to call impotent lightning because yeah. you can see the light change, a little flicker, but you can't hear anything. So you've got hours. Heat lighting. Mm. Heat lighting. It, it clearly had to just be heat lighting. Because there was no way it was going to rain. It was beautiful. And then like a half an hour goes by. And then it was like heat lightning with a little sound effect to go with it. And we're like, oh, it might not be heat lightning. Hmm. Strange, huh? Hmm. And then it was a lot of sound effects. And then one of us pulled out our intelligent thumb-powered smart devices and saw a purple <laughs> cloud. You know, they go like green... Yellow, red, and purple. Purple just means sell your house. You know, yes. you're not, not going to need that. Anymore. Hit the seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, wait for the sirens to kick on. Hit the seller. Purple. So hit the seller. we had this purple cloud coming towards us, and it wasn't the fun kind. And I just was like, "You guys, you guys have to leave because if you don't leave now, you're going to be sleeping at my house yeah. in the basement. You know, and fucking with my Which cat's game." Which words. was? That's right. Or last night. Uh, what did you, actually you said? You go hold your you held your thumb power device right. up. You go, hey guys, look at this. You need to put some east behind. That's you what right I said. Now. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> you need to be rolling like, east. Kenny and I. Well, right. John was in his jeep. Yeah, he John was in his jeep. He didn't give a fuck. But you guys. And this is the story. Kenny goes, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, you need to put some east behind you right fucking now because you can race this storm. If you just boogie. Uh, no. No, you didn't make it. There was no race. By the time they got... To Lake Road. By the time they got their bikes started, it was raining sideways. I mean, it was just like, at that point, you're fucked. And they went out on, you know, they their motorcycles converted to jet skis, and they yeah, just man. jet skied the whole way home. <laughs> yep. And that was, you know... To North but, Royalton? To North Royalton, mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck's sake. No. Well, one, wow. we know two things. His AMF Harley-Davidson? Yeah. Apparently waterproof. Oh. It's got that nice sheen of oil around the outside of the motor. <laughs> Kept found all the that, water from getting Found in. that out coming home from mid-Ohio. <laughs> yeah. But you have the world's most waterproof Harley-Davidson. Uh, which is cool. I mean, so how did that ride go? It was very moist. Fuck, very, very moist. moist. Are we you were... kidding me? How could Man, you see? Uh, actually, I was telling Dustin earlier. At one point, I took my glasses off because... Because right. you have a windshield on a Harley. The, the, well, it's a, it's a cut shield. Yeah. I mean, it's a... 12-inch shield or whatever, but not just the rain coming in, yeah. glasses are steaming up. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of... Pulled the brim down. Tucked yeah. the visor down on the helmet a little bit. Yeah. Kept kind of looking up and down, trying to keep the <laughs> rain out of my eyes. <laughs> Kenny had a full face on. Right. But it kept steaming up on him, so he'd open it, get a drop or two, smack him in the eye at, you know... Whatever velocity that Mother Nature was throwing it at us, <laughs> you know, put it back down. But it was all right. I mean, whatever. We were we were completely soaked all the way to the Buckeye within yeah, probably five minutes or less. Wow! And I mean, so when you get that wet, it's like, oh well. Yeah, yours wet. wet is wet. Wet can't get wetter. I know. I got hot water at home. Let's right. go. Yeah, it must have affected you because you, know? you rode your Volvo all week. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> I drove to Volvo today. Uh, Pete Hempling sent a really nice picture of the back of his uh, adventure. 
I don't think this is his BMW. I don't know. He's rigged up a cup. I think that what are they? Trailway 200s that they've rigged up as adventure touring bikes, which is oh, hilarious. Pete, 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 yeah. Pete, yeah. Pete the Fireman. Those are TW 200s. TW 200s rigged up as adventure bikes. But So okay. he sent a picture of him at the Four Corners. Actually, so, great bikes. But it's just he's at the Four Corners. Of what is that? Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah. What's his brother? Yeah, Four What's Corners. his brother? Yeah. So there's a real nice picture he just sent oh, us. Oh, Hemflin? Yeah. He's uh, my AC yeah. guy. Yeah, so nice. there's a real nice picture of his bike at the Bingo. Four Corners with our Cleveland Moto awesome. Cleveland Moto sticker right on the ass nice. of it. Yeah, so he's representing at Four Corners. Uh, uh, his his brothers hooked me up, you know, multiple times on my. That's AC their room. view right now. Awesome. So they're wow. out. They're out in the high mm-hmm. desert. So is that got, a burrow? Is that a burrow? <laughs> it's a burrow on a mesa. <laughs> <laughs> Table mesa. The uh, but he's. But yeah, so they're representing very well. Uh, I'm just gonna, hey, excellent, comma. We are doing the podcast right now. Period. New Ta-da! Paragraph. And just like that, new paragraph. Return. Yeah, done. Uh, that's that's easy there, cowboy. <laughs> Whoa, hey, was, was that you or the chair? Hey, Mecca. Who's the chair? <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding, to Johnny Mac. <laughs> so now on the same topic though about you guys riding in the rain. Yeah, yeah. Back to circle back to that. My so, rain gear was what? Stephen Barry's fucking jacket that lasted about three point two minutes. I mean, come I on, mean, man! It, it was wicking to the elbow within literally within sixty seconds. Yeah. I'm feeling, you know, yeah. wicking up the bottom yeah. of your forearm and getting to my elbow, and the. the you were just wearing a sponge. It's all the, it was. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the elastic, yeah. elastic type waistband. This was a. What do you call that type of jacket? It's elastic around the sleeves, elastic around, uh, around the waist, elastic around the neck. Camaro. Uh, Camaro. <laughs> what is it? No, one of those golfing jackets? Call, no, no, it's a fake leather. What do they call it? If it had the if it had the uh, felt or not felt, if it had the Fringe. the woolen center and leather sleeves, it would be a Letterman type jacket. Okay, so yeah, that's what it is. It's it's a varsity style. Cheap jacket. ass, yeah. Stephen Barry's Stephen whatever right. twenty dollar jacket. Right, exactly. But yeah, dude, it was totally a wick. It was it was, <laughs> it was not a sponge. Less... It was a wick. <laughs> To get water directly to your core yep. as fast as possible. You know, so I, I, I two things that. I came up with this week. Yeah. Two, two epiphanies. Two things that I have realized that I must have in my life. <laughs> no, not that. Um, <laughs> thinking about that. Uh, Dixon, I did them, find right? out. I did find out. <laughs> I, I have to get some kind of. I don't know about rain gear, but some kind of. I want to buy a textile jacket. You need a good textile I need a good, jacket. I, I've only. I've only. I have only I like ever I like owned mine. leather. Right. Like right. jacket. Sure. Yeah. I don't want so another one of those. Yeah. They They're fucking yeah. hot. Yeah. They don't ventilate at all. Yeah. And what are you? And, a 3X or 4X? Uh, probably a 4. F- yeah. 4 is comfortable. Right. Um, but so, that, you know, see, every time I look, I work for a dealer. If anybody out there in podcast dealer land of, wants to get rid of a 4X tour I, master. I work for a dealer <laughs> of gear. Right. See, so I'm lucky. I'm, I'm like a zero. But I get frustrated because <laughs> I go into catalog. <laughs> I'm like a no X. Every manufacturer right. uses their own little size chart. So yes, I'm like, they do. Yeah. I, I thought I figured out what it was. I'm looking at pants, rain pants. I'm looking at, oh, hey, 3X rain pants. Oh, wait a minute. That's Icon brand. 3X to them is a 40-inch waist. Oh, yeah. In what yeah. world... Is a 3X a 40-inch waist? That's not even true. 40-inch waist. That's not it. Very small world. Well, that's what yeah. I was saying to John. That that's the world I want my Zilla. penis class right. by, okay? There you go. And they have the videos. Right. And they tell you... I mean, they 
pretty much show you a guy in, yeah. and they tell you what size they run. Right. And mm-hmm. then you read the comments and yeah. they basically tell you, well, these run large or yep. small, they run two, true to yeah, size. Exactly. And it's a good source of finding what you want. But my my uh, secret is mm-hmm. I keep those six mil, uh, 60 gallon, or whatever those 55 gallon garbage bags oh. in my trunk. <laughs> oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. Because you I can, mean, if you get so if you get stuck, yeah. you don't have a coat. You're not, you don't right. have a raincoat. You just, that's a raincoat. Cut it out. Hell yeah! I mean, you're you're going to get wet. Yeah, but, but you're not going to get super wet. Super wet. Right. Well, yeah. And I've done that many times before. Yeah. We were super lucky last Saturday in yeah. that, even though we got soaked to the core, right? It was still like 88 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. We it did. Was plenty we were, I mean, I got home. There was I no was, chance I have a thermi. Got it up just, off the bike and I'm dripping, yeah. but I wasn't cold. You just had a motorcycle shower. Yeah, That's all. we jet skied yeah. home. <laughs> you you washed your bike, all right? Well, nah, that is so no, not the way to wash a bike. It's no. not because no. both of them has silt. That my poor racer is just yeah. like just covered in shit. It looks like it's been spent the day at the beach. Yeah, that's how they do. The uh, but yeah, definitely having the right gear is a big, big part of it, and yeah, having just sure. a good textile touring jacket, a good textile touring jacket, and you can get away with buying the shittiest pants that they sell like you can go to kmart or wally world or wherever you're gonna go and buy that big gordon fisherman's yellow smock <laughs> thing they sell two-piece rain set they even have in harbor freight you know if you buy a 15 dollar gordon fisherman set and just you don't need the jacket <laughs> leave the, the jacket pants. at home just roll the pants up as tight as you can roll them up and throw them in the bottom of your bag so they're always there yeah that'll be great are those the ones with the bib Sometimes they do, yeah. and the bibs are really smart. The bibs yeah. one of the smartest things you can get because it keeps you getting from the crotch puddle. Yeah. The crotch puddle is the worst <laughs> thing ever, man. Um, if the they crotch puddle, well, yeah. And if you know, if you got, if you buy a cheap rain suit and the cheap rain suit has a Velcro zipper, a Velcro crotch, throw it away because all that's going to be is a rain gutter that it's goes a, right to your nutsack. That's a song too, isn't it? Velcro fly, Velcro fly. That's <laughs> right. What yeah. I do, and, and it's <clears throat> very old manish. Yeah. But I like the bead seeds because coat the water, goes, yeah, down. water does go down. Yeah. <laughs> coat yeah. yourself with Amsoil so yeah. it rolls off. <laughs> yeah, whale blood. Put it in a put it in a spray <laughs> bottle. Just give yourself a few hits. But the bead seeds allow yeah. the water to drain. Coat bead seeds right. Yeah. So yeah. although you still around. get wet. Yeah, you don't have a kiddie yeah. pool between your legs. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great idea. The Plus uh, it's, uh, it's a lot cooler in the winter. I mean, in the summer. Oh, when yeah. You're driving along. Hell yeah. It's. This weather, especially for distance riding, humidity. there's nothing better yeah. than having air moving around under your junk. That is it. Uh, when I did cross country runs before, I mean, I had an I had an airhawk that I eventually only used that airhawk as a pillow because that thing was just it's just it's just yeah. a rubber pad that you're sitting sweat. on. It makes you sweat yeah. like crazy. And then uh, I I eventually went into a Murray's Auto Parts and got a taxi driver seat, got a bead seat, cut it all up. Zip tied it around the bottom of my seat. It was perfect, and that thing was the best seat. It gives you a thousand points of contact, so that you keep the blood moving, and it it really will. It, it'll give you the ability to ride a lot further. I don't see how these guys ride with like the sheepskin seat covers. You know, I used to have one. So on my one of my cross country oh. trips, I tried every technique. I started with the Airhawk, right, and it sucked. So then I was like, oh, I see these people with the sheepskin all the time. So I got a sheepskin and put a sheepskin on there. No, not any better. Uh, the bead seat was the answer. The bead seat really made all the difference in the world, and they're cheap as hell. I mean, yeah. I, I buy these ones from this company called Bead Rider. 
Wow, really? And okay. They make the wood ones yeah. and the ceramic ones. Yeah. And I like the ceramic ones wow. better. Wow. So, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, it's Amsoil. Well, okay. <laughs> ceramic. <laughs> no, it's the new limited edition Amsoil bead rider. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But, but I tell you, you could go, I yeah. can go 12 hours. Yeah. And then, and only stop for gas. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine. The beat seat makes a big difference. And those gas stops make a big difference, too. Where I'm always curious about people that are like, well, I want a bike that's got a 6, 8, 7, 9, 12-gallon gas tank. Really? Because are you going to drive 400 miles without stopping? It's fucking not good. You will. No, it's not good Steve for your will. bike. It's not good for your bike. It's not good for your tires. You want to know the fastest way to destroy a set of tires? Heat Get them up. up to hot yeah. operating temperatures and then run a long distance. Because you'll take a, a tire that could normally go 7,000 miles and they'll burn through it in 2,000 miles. We learned that going cross country. Y- you will cook a tire out in 2,000 miles. So you're better off riding in light yeah. rain or wet rain. Well, it's, but you know, it keeps it cool. It, anything to keep Johnny? the tire cool keeps it from destroying your whole world. I don't know what that is. A little four door sedan? Oh, Johnny. I didn't know he had one of those. Yeah. He's the, still uh, late. <laughs> yeah. I'm he sold the. I'm sold, going in soon. He sold so. the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Fresh sews up just in time for Dustin to go in. That is Johnny Chrome or Jim Michael Fresh, J Mac. Yeah, whatever. We're yeah. Not, Johnny We're Mac. And almost. Cheese. We are almost so interchangeable. Seats. We're at a half an hour. Anyway, the uh, so beat seats is another great idea for going yeah, long yeah. distances. That's right. We're at a half an hour. I just told you. Half an hour. Yeah. Half an hour. Yeah. All right. So the uh, half an hour. The uh, two quarters. What now that you're doing more riding, long distance riding, Chris? What do you think? Because you're you're new to the long riding team. Grams worth of time. You know, you've only started riding long distances last year. Yep. So, what's been the biggest thing that made a difference for you without 20 years of history? Norm. Johnny Fresh is in the house. Norm. We're talking about touring. Talking about some light touring and the shit you need to have. Here, yeah. Here's oh, well, you no, I'm good. Here. I'll probably just have this for a little while. Okay. So what did you find works well, good for I you? Well, I tell you, the most recent one was the uh, cruise control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, that really separates the men from the boys, I'll tell you. Yeah. That really gives you the opportunity to stretch more while you're on the bike and stuff. Now, like which cruise control did you get? The little plastic one that clamps onto the grip and then you just adjust it? No, the, the rental one. Oh, on your rental bike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the rental yeah. cruise yeah. control. Where you push the button and it Oh, yeah. 67 I mean, miles an hour. Well, I've got a, I've got a little the little uh, clamp. You know, different companies make them, but it's basically just a plastic clamp with a long lever on it. If you have a piece of coat hanger, you can make one yourself. They work just the same way. And that's the ones on the end. No, that you, this isn't the ones on the end of the bar. That well, that's expensive. That's yeah. the Throttlemeister. The Throttlemeister is a twist friction based system that holds your grip, and that is expensive. You can spend 50, 80 bucks for a Throttlemeister. I use a throttle rocker. Right. The throttle rocker is non-locking anything. It's just rest your palm on it, adjust it where you want it. Cramp your hand, open your hand up, yeah. and, and you can still have it on the brake. Yeah, you know, and in you reality, can, not for hours on end, yeah. but in reality, if when you grasp the handlebar, if you, if you grasp it like this, right. and you got closed fist, you're gonna you're gonna have issues soon. Yeah. If you if you imagine between your thumb and your uh, your palm or your index. Leave that as Hello, a V. Hello, my name is Jill. Leave, no, no, leave, leave, right. leave that as a V. So when you're grabbing, <laughs> hey now, yeah. So when you're grabbing the thing, don't don't, don't gorilla grip it. Don't. Yeah. don't well, that's what it. I learned a long time ago. Or my just throttle take, hand is not my jacking off hand. Or just take this thumb and lay it up on top. I do yeah. that a lot. Yeah. 
You know, unless I'm coming, if I'm coming up in traffic, I'll make sure to move yeah. this one down so I'm ready to cover the horn button. Well, I noticed too that on the BMW, the BMWs have a really hard throttle pull. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, both of them do, and yeah. you have to hold a lot tighter on it, or yeah. push your hand down more on it to hold it if yeah. you want to open your hand. Right. So the <sighs> throttle rocker really makes a big difference. Yeah. I mean, so you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to pressure. death grip this thing the whole time yeah. you're riding it. Yeah, the, the, but you're right. If you keep your hands control, the throttle locker that I got a long time ago was the most rudimentary thing, yeah. but it, it works really good. It's essentially like a nutcracker. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like rounded and then straight, and it has a little hin- little yeah. hinge here. Goes on your handle grip, and you put a rubber band on the end of it. Oh, okay. So you you, you give it the throttle, and you push it forward with yeah, your thumb, with your and thumb. It, hit, it hits your brake right. lever, that's, and you yeah. let go. And it mm-hmm. just yeah. That's the up. one that I have on mine. It's just a piece of plastic. When you go to roll, and, you just roll off, yep. and it's fine. And you yeah. just, as soon as you roll off, it doesn't give you any resistance whatsoever. <laughs> you just crack it back to where you're yeah, going I mean, good, and slide it with your thumb, and, and you got cruise control. And there's a lot of Cheap. people, myself included, yeah. talking to new riders or riders that aren't used to it, will tell you that's dangerous. Yeah. Um, if you're used to it, my, my electric glide, there's a little knob underneath that comes in the fat. Oh, the idle the idle control knob, famous on a lot I of mean, old BMWs, I a lot of old it, Hondas. I use it everywhere. Yep. Yes, so you, you put it where you want it. Go until you wear out your right. right. You forgot, or until it vibrates out because yeah. the spring fails. Or, well, yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's a little U-shaped piece of metal in there that yeah. actually doesn't let the end of that screw. Touch the throttle uh, tube, the, right. the, the, the throttle tube, it throttle, whatever you call it. And it does on Honda. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you unscrew the thing too far and the yeah. little U shaped piece of metal falls out, yeah. and then you screw the thing back in. Then, then you got issues. Oh. Yeah, then you yeah. got it. It's well, digging is, into the throttle yeah. tube. Yeah. And that the is a good pipe, thing to note, a, though. I mean, if you want a throttle rocker, look at your Honda, go underneath and look. Yeah. Even the ones that didn't have them right. in still have that little the is there. hole. Yeah. If you get a, the right size boulder, not yeah. with a spring on it, you're good to go. Yeah. Probably work for you. And I've we did them on cross country trip long before you know there was technology to go buy such things, or we were in a, such a remote area. We just literally took a piece of coat hanger, take a piece of coat hanger, run it around the grip, like make a U out of the coat hanger, run it around the grip, and then leave this like six inches of tab on the coat hanger that just lays across your brake. And if you wrap it the right way, science. Look at it. Okay. Science. Science. If you wrap it the right way, the tension of it against the lever makes it tight. But if you rotate the grip, it makes it loose instantly. That's just the way you're wrapping the coat hanger. And for the cost of a fucking coat hanger, you now have cruise control on your motorcycle. It doesn't have to be high tech. You wrap it the uh, Why don't you just take the springs out of your carburetor so the slides? Are <laughs> that would work, right? Yeah, that would totally work. <laughs> sure. That's going to be awesome the first time you start your motorcycle and forget that you don't have any throttle return springs. Ooh, it's like my '59 hour fifty. The yeah. springs were so weak. Yeah, you just didn't yeah. set the throttle on your. No, the vacuum yeah. would hold it open. <laughs> The vacuum for the carburetors would hold it wide open, yeah. Or all the Hondas that have the little slide, like the yeah. like on CT nineties and stuff that have yeah. the, the slide control inside mechanism. the handle thing. Yeah, they never work. They're always like, yeah. and you like go, yeah. ah, <laughs> okay, it's that, those. But that is an important safety tip. Hell like, yeah, that's one of the <clears throat> like when you go to ride a bike for the first time. Yeah. Open the throttle, let it go. Does it snap back? Oh, because definitely, yeah, that should be part of your pre-ride trip. Yeah. Uh, handlebars straight forward. Yeah. Does it snap closed? Handlebars all the way right, does it snap close? Handlebars Half all the way left, the does it snap fucking close? old Hondas that come into my shop owned by young young hipsters who just <laughs> bought them on Craigslist. Half of them, you got to push the throttle close to get that sandwich to close because those cables are so dry, you know, or they're routed crazy incorrectly because 
You know, he wants to have ace bars on now, and you know, the cables don't allow <laughs> yeah, for that. That's the one that gets me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the clutch cable with 97 turns in it. You're like, come on, man. They sell clutch cables in different lengths for a reason. You don't just buy the longest one they have and just wrap it around your handlebars. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, CB160 that I have that had the ape hanger yeah. on it. And then I went to Clubman's, mm-hmm. dropped bars, and I still have the long. You have an cable. extra 27 inches of cable? But they go straight. It's just right. like the clutch cable goes. Yeah, it's the laziest <laughs> curve <laughs> ever. The brake cable goes. <clears throat> you can string banners on it and stuff, you know, do some advertising as you're going down the road. Yeah. Put some press and seal on that shit. You've got a windshield. <laughs> Absolutely. My God, man. So, what do you think for your DRZ? Do you think there's anything that you. You know, if you're going to do a long ride on the DRZ, is there anything you'd probably aim for with that bike? Uh, I, no, really. I mean, I think it's actually set up perfectly. For it works good for the way you have it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that seat is kind of a brick. It's not too bad. <laughs> well, you know, the seat is bad. something I would right. take. But you don't I, I would definitely do something about the right. seat. Well, yeah. The harder the better. For, I mean, I like right. I like hard seats, and some yeah. people like soft ones. Right. And soft are good for an hour. They're good for a short time. A nice a plushy seat, seat is always the worst thing for me. You want a hard yeah. seat. Have you ever? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely do something. Oh, there, you you touch them, and you're like, that's not. There's no padding at all. But they actually somehow are comfortable. One of our customers just spent seven hundred dollars getting a brand new Corbin seat for his brand new California fourteen hundred. I would definitely get a Corbin seat. So he got a seven hundred dollars seat, and he just rode to Chicago and back. And he said, he goes, you know what? He goes, there re- I really wasn't complaining about the factory seat, but I wanted to have something awesome. So he spent 700 bucks. He got the Corbin seat. They stitched it. That's what they are. Yeah. And he did. He went and had some like, nice little things done to it. He had the backrest slot put in it so the driver has his own backrest. Bells and whistles. Bells and whistles. You know, he, he got the full package. And I sat on it. You know what? It feels fucking spectacular. You know, but it's, it's firm. It's really firm. Oh, it's hard as a rock. Yeah. Um, I've had a number of bikes that... Kawasaki Concourse I had had a Corbin on it that I'll bet you that Corbin had 100,000 miles on it. And it was ratty. It wasn't great. It felt fantastic. You ride that bike, it gave you good support, and it did it did a good job. Like, it was a comfortable seat. My PC100 has a Corbin, mm-hmm. but it was ratty, too. Yeah. And I must say that Luke reupholstered it. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did an awesome job, and yeah. it is super comfortable. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. I, yeah. That's uh, you did a great job on it. It looks like imitation plucked duck. Plucked duck? <laughs> really? I don't care. My or did you go for ostrich? My ass yeah, does not care. Ostrich. <laughs> what plucked ducks like? Hey ostrich. man, I, one of my buddies got a Vietnamese old lady. That looks like a plucked duck. <laughs> <to me. laughs> I want porcupines. <laughs> I want porcupine hide. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, fucking. Uh, the other thing too, if you're gonna ride, you're gonna ride long distance. Give it a cookie. Figure out your helmet because a helmet that whistles and makes uh, a lot of noise will drive you crazy. So get a good helmet. No, that was the shit. other. That was the other epiphany I had when riding out to Nemeth and back last yeah. night, trying to do eighty or ninety. Yep. Yeah. Was a half helmet at that speed. No, there's no way to wear it. <laughs> I, I, so I need to get another full face. Well, that, yeah. I always carry earplugs. Yeah, earplugs. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Earplugs. I mean, yeah. Just... Earplugs is a great thing. And I thought I read somewhere Check, in the local state of Ohio, municipal laws that you're not allowed to have 
Restricting, you're not supposed to. Your, That's why I said check your which check your local municipality. Which is goofy, but you're not going to hear anything anyway because right. the wind is so right. loud. Exactly. But the, but the point is, if you get caught with them, then yeah. they can write you another ticket for having earplugs. All so modern earplugs. Oh, yep. Well, you know what? It, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> maybe a bad law, but they can still yeah. write you. And all modern earplugs do attenuate the high frequency noises, but they do allow the quiet stuff to get through. I mean, I can carry on a conversation wearing foam earplugs at the gun range, no problem. We're not shouting at each other. We're having a conversation normally. We can hear each other, but when the guns go off, we don't lose our hearing. You're going to hear a siren. You're going to hear a horn. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to hear anything. The helmet noise is really the most, for any long distance Mm -hmm. stuff, the helmet noise is the most annoying thing. It makes you tired. It It makes you tired. It's fatiguing. Yeah, Yeah, hearing that whistle, hearing that. You know, I find that like it me certain out. windshields yeah. attenuate the noise, right? And other ones and, amplify. And, and sometimes <laughs> a no windshield is better than having any type yep, of windshield. Absolutely, well, especially when it's warm out. I don't mind having a little it's, bit of air. Right? No, I like the air. air. Yeah, being right. able to lean on, you know, having the air yeah. holding you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, if, if the shield is the right height, again, that yeah. one, that one yesterday, yeah. it. The buffeting was right there at the top of the head. Right at the top so of your head, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, it no. can just be like a, a shield. My rule with the shield is I need to be able to look over it constantly. Like when I'm in my natural riding position, yep. I'm looking over the shield. I'm never looking through the you shield. Sh- yeah, it should That be- gives me an envelope of air that I can be in comfortably, but then if the shield gets wet or rained on and it's obstructed still and I can't see, see through it, I can still see over it. It's fine, you know? And if it's a gully washer and I got to get behind that son of a bitch, I'm going to do it. You know, I've I've ridden across entire states before, hiding behind a little bullet fairing like an Emgo, <laughs> with my skull with my with my helmet pushed into the notch at the top of the you know plexiglass, where I was just making myself an aerodynamic package of the bike because it rained so hard. It was just so nasty that the only way I could see was to lay my body on the gas tank and put my left hand under my chin. To hold my helmet up in a position, because if your head's down, you can't see. The helmet has a natural built-in visor, and if you're down in a tuck, you can't see through the top yeah, of your helmet. Your head's tilted down, right? Yeah. And so what I do is I put my hand under my chin bar of my helmet, mm-hmm. and I just put my fist under there, and that holds the helmet into a position where I can see through it still, without craning my neck. Bruce has the little. He has a thing mounted on his tank for his looper. That is a little pad, so he can just go and rest his chin right on it. He just lays yeah, hell yeah, man. That's <laughs> what my left that. hand does. I put my left hand up under there, or if I have a tank bag, I put my forearm on the tank bag, and I'm just like cruising with one hand. I need one hand. I'm going 70, 80 miles an hour. You don't need two hands for that. That green 750 I had when you I, don't. the CB 750 <laughs> I had when I first bought it had the big vetter on it. Yeah, yeah. And I was driving from Pittsburgh back here, and I was just flat open. Yeah, I was like, mm, well, I got up behind that thing. I drove all 150 miles in a downpour. Right, and my back, everything else was wet. But here, was you were just dry as a bone. I, I know. Was like, Don't stop. Yeah. Just keep riding. You know, it's as tiny. ugly as they are, and they are ugly. Um, we have an 81. Uh, we have an 81 Honda CB 910 speed in the shop right now. One of those CB 900 customs yeah. with the two tone, two tone blue, two two tone blue gas tank, like typical yeah. bike, but it's got a giant. Full fiberglass vetter on it, you know, with the matching top case, the whole deal, matching side bags. This is the, this is the, I went to Honda in 1981 and said, I'll take all of it, please. <laughs> I really don't want a Goldwing. 
but I want something very close to it. And that's what they, that's what this guy's got. And I have the most enormous fairing up in my attic. It's the Bates Clipper. The Clipper. The oh. Double, double, <laughs> yeah, headlight. double, double headlight. headlights. With the trunk yep. and the nose. Oh. Yep. Yeah, nice. there's a trunk in front. I just want to take that and get some other bags and mount yeah. them all onto like a CT-70. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the Clipper is the biggest goddamn windshield. I mean, that is the Batman windshield. The fact that it has a trunk in front like a Volkswagen Beetle is insane. Yeah. What was the giant one that Harley used in the mid seventies? Uh, 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 fucking, I have no idea. Liberator. Liberator. Better Liberator. Remember that yeah. thing? God, these things, and they were big because they were just like big works. Big gets you out of the rain. The police windshield in the sixties for the Triumph police motorcycles and the Nortons was called the Saint. Well, they called the bike the Saint, and it's that for stops anything in no time. Was oh. their police bike, but the windshield on it was monstrous. I mean, it was so fucking big. And you're like, there's a little motorcycle, a Triumph motorcycle, pushing this entire dustbin fairing down the road as a police motorcycle. You had an entire room for your entire office back there. You know, <laughs> I had a Husky. <laughs> yeah, on my R50. Yeah, and it was it had the, light, the lowers. Yeah, the lowers. Yeah, it was that thing was very well protected. Yeah, I mean, it protected I, that bike perfectly. Yeah. But it was ugly as hell. I had one of those, and it had rubber, clear rubber, going from where the windshield stopped, where the fiberglass started, right at your hands. So at the end of your hands, there were metal clips at the end of your grips. The metal clips had circles, like rings, like keychains in them. And that held the rubber, the sheet rubber, that like beef curtains at the butcher shop. <laughs> and beef that curtains. held... yeah. That held that, and that went all the way down to the lowers of the motorcycle. So you had this huge, clear rubber curtain that was from the bottom of the motorcycle all the way up to your hand grips. It worked fucking great, and it was on a CB500. So it was a little Honda's inline four-cylinder with this ridiculous big wind jammer with this giant rubber drapes that went on the bottom. With a tailwind, you could pass. Oh, you could pass easy. I mean, this is just yeah. hoist your sail and fucking tack in, baby. Yeah, that's it. How come you're going diagonal across the freeway? Tacking. What do you call that's the motorcycle? The John B. <laughs> it's a sloop, baby. It's a sloop. <laughs> so fucking bad. But yeah, definitely getting yourself out of the rain, getting yourself out of the weather can be a big, big part of it because nothing ruins a ride like when you fucking... You know what? I have ridden a Honda Magna, stupid move, no windshield, from Cleveland. Merritt told the story, from Cleveland to Rutgers, New Jersey, in bad, cold weather. <laughs> and the fatigue of the wind blowing on my body, holding myself up with my arms, that was like a nine-hour ride that at the end of it, I was a fucking failed human being. And if I wouldn't have been 25 years old, it might have killed me. You know, But when you're 25 years old and you're chasing a piece of tail... You can go anywhere, you know. <laughs> that's it. You know, there's no, like you said, strongest thing in the world, right? The, uh, but you know, there's something warm at the end of that ride. Yeah, you'll get you there. Got stamina getting there. That's yeah, the right. Yeah. Left Why are you going 120 miles an hour? Well, <laughs> that's it. I've only had to stop one time riding <sighs> for golf ball sized hail. Yeah. And I got hit so many times in the face. I hit my face. My lips were so swollen from getting hit yeah. in the face. Yeah, because I was wearing a half helmet. <laughs> yeah, and I had a windshield, but because of the the weight of those things, they come right in like inside Jesus the windshield. Christ. Yeah, and I had 
a fat. I mean, all yeah. my lips were like you just pounded. Out. Yeah, it's oh, absolutely. Right. All your lips. <laughs> All of them. All your lips. He just saw the yoga position he was riding in. Yeah. yeah. My God. But it was horrible. I had to pull off to the side of the road. We parked under a bridge and we waited till the... Oh, yeah, you have to. I mean, I've pulled under a lot of bridges because that first 20 minutes, man, when that rain's really kicking and the road is like an ice skating rink, yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, that's they're not shitting. When they say the first 10, 20 minutes of a rainstorm, don't be on the road. Because the oil does wash up and it will kill you. Uh, roads are covered in stuff. You know, they're covered in what we leak out of our vehicles, and they're covered in the greasy rubber that we drive around on. It's like soap. It is. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen them where they were just—they literally looked like soap. Well, you know, just try to stay in the line of the car in front. of Oh you. yeah, that's always a good one, man. Pick the tire grooves of the guy in front of you, because when you get out of those tire grooves, you instantly <laughs> yeah, right. you're like, what the fuck? You get right back in them again. Yeah, that's a good snow riding trick. You know. If you ever get caught out on your bike and it's snowing, man, find the grooves of the car in front of you because nice packed down snow is remarkably easy to ride on. Mm-hmm. Nice fluffy snow, not so much. <laughs> yeah. And know your tires too. And know yeah. the condition of your tires yeah. and know what kind of compound you're running. Well, there's there's a whole lot. I mean, people just go up and down and they're like, well, I'm going to have this tire. I'm going to have that tire. I'm going to do all this. I want the softest t- tread pattern I can get. I want the I want the dual range whatever you know today in the world of tire technology there's everything there's every fucking kind of tire out there you want to buy and there's nothing in the world worse than 25 year old tires I mean there I don't care what modern Kenda or you know low rent tire you're putting on your bike um, and I'm not just picking on Kenda Kenda does make some great fucking tires especially modern but nothing's worse than a 25 or 30 year old tire because an old, old tire just ain't a tire anymore. No, it's like riding on a piece of stone. Oh, I, I got one of those KLR 650s fired up today and it has the original tires on it from 2000. I was just know? thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because I just put, you got those tires for me and I finally yeah. put them on. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I can now. I'm like, you can corner. Yeah. Before I was riding. <laughs> Lego blocks and like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they even feel decent. We have, you know what? They're heavily worn Lego blocks. <laughs> every other knobby was a oh yeah higher and lower. Riding on the high knobby, yeah. <laughs> the front was like every every other one was this high, mm-hmm. and all the other ones were worn completely off. It was just like yeah. I I rode that Kaler around today. I I brought that bike back to life and went and spun it around. Took it down the freeway. Took it down the road. And when I pulled in the driveway into my shop, which I've done no less than 10,000 times, pulled in the driveway and the entire bike just hooked. I mean, my my back end tried to pass my front end so hard it was ridiculous. Thank God that bike has a really shitty soft front disc brake. Because if that thing had anything resembling a good front brake, I'd have been yard sailed out. Mine, the next thing is new brake pads. Yeah. The back one squeals bad, and yeah. the front one's like, eh, No, eh, the front's useless. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing there. That's a, that is a utilitarian. You know, the pads do the pads go bad with time, too. You know, just because the pad has a lot of meat on it doesn't mean it's going to stop you. And also, taking your rotors in and getting them deglazed is cheap for the machine shop. To have them take a couple of passes on your rotors and get them deglazed, you'll think you got brand new brakes. Because a deglazed rotor just feels fantastic. Compared it's to the way so it was. funny. You look at the old bikes and they yeah. have an eight-inch rotor or whatever it is. Jesus Christ! And the new bikes, a pie plate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The old bikes, yeah. it was just literally a piece of like cast steel, quarter-inch thick. And they're not even vented. No, they're not vented. They're just designed to glaze. You know, 
It's basically rubbing a, a metallic, or in those days, organic pad against a big sheet of metal. Asbestos. Asbestos. <laughs> and praying to God it stops. Like, anybody who's ever ridden an old CB350 with the disc brake, or anybody who's ridden a freaking CB750 with the factory disc brakes, that's a suggestion of stopping. That's that's horrible. <laughs> so, did anybody else get pulled over by the cops on the way here tonight? Nope. Not a chance. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah, we know how fast the Lambretta goes. Nineteen, <laughs> city? 19th, right here at Avon Lake. Uh-huh. Right, I mean, literally, I, I left my house, I left my driveway, and by the time I got to terminal velocity, which, you know, it's a while, about a mile and a half. <laughs> well, judging by the way, when we left last time yeah. and went over to your house, I'm like, oh, look, there's Phil. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm 50, 55. ish Not really catching up yet. It's a Lambretta, man. They let, you know, it's a 1960 Lambretta. It's a 150 cc bike. It's a two-stroke. These are never known for speed, but I do like to exercise it and like take it out and let it run. You know, let the dog hunt. Italian tune-up. Italian tune-up. It keeps the spark plug clean. It's the best thing for your Blow bike. It out a little bit. Blow it out. Yeah. Well, I was blowing it out tonight on the way over here. There should be a law that you're not allowed to pull over a scooter that has a milk crate on the back of it. That should just be a fucking gentleman's agreement, right? I thought that was a rule. If you see a scooter with a milk crate literally strapped to the back of the motorcycle, you shouldn't be able to pull it over. There should be a fucking rule. Like, I think it should be like... That's the only time I have been pulled over when I was riding my scooter. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Fuck that. that? Here's the rule. Uh, (laughs) We're talking about you earlier. uh, I pulled over three times with my scooter in Rocky River. See, okay. Well, Rocky River is a big Gestapo in general. We all have horrible Rocky River stories. What do they have against scooters? They have it against bikes in general, yeah. They're looking for that easy pick. So what happened tonight? Well, he pulled me over. Very nice guy. And he pulled me over and he goes, do you have any idea how fast you're going? So I pulled over real quick, which is hilarious because... You know, on our modern motorcycles, they say 70% front brake, 30% rear brake. Now, on old Vespas and Lambrettas, the front brake is really not a brake at all. It's just a device to make the whole bike shake. It doesn't slow you down. It just shakes so much that you will slow down out of fear for your life. The, uh, so I, I did that. I saw the lights come on. And, you know, he was sitting in a driveway, you know, just doing his thing. And I, you know, can as soon as I saw him, I was like, well, I'm got. I mean, fucking, I'm going down at this point. So he pulls up and he's like, he didn't, you know, normally they wait and they hang out for a long time, but it got a historical plate on the back of the bike. So, you, you know, you can run them, but they don't really come back real good. And it used to be hand check only. But so he got out of the car real quick and he comes up and he goes, do you have any idea how fast you were going? And I went, totally honestly, I have no idea. Why not? I'm like, because the speedometer has no needle. Yeah, it's true. Lambrettas had a thing where the needle would just break off. The needle would just shake and vibrate and fall off. And so my bike reads the odometer. The miles click along just fine. But there's no needle to speak of. And if there was, you couldn't see it because there's no light for it, right? So I explained that to him. I'm like, look, this is a 1960 Lambretta. And he goes, I was wondering because when I pulled it up, it said 1960 Lamborghini. Because they just do the first first four letters. Lamb. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, he goes, so this isn't made by Lamborghini or anything. I'm like, no, no, it's made by Lambrett. It's made by Innocenti. Different tractor company. Yeah. (laughs) Totally different. (laughs) This was made by a fine Italian plumber. (laughs) They had extra plumbing parts left over and made scooters out of them. And he goes, well, you were going 54. And I was like, and I said, 
Wow. I would have said. And I gave him the. I gave him the full. Don't on, do that, dude. I gave him the full on. No way. You're kidding me, right? He's like, oh no, no, I got you locked in. I'm like, that's fine. I, I believe you. I'm just impressed. Can I do a second pass? Right. And, and he goes. <laughs> He goes, world record. <laughs> what's the speed limit on Lake Road? I went like 35 miles an hour. So you were going 54 in a 35. And I'm like, I, I'm going to have to take your word for it. I, uh, I said, I'll let you ride it. You, you can look down. It's not going to give you any information whatsoever. You know, I'm like, you got to just feel the wind on your face and judge from there. He goes, well, and you better get that fixed. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I said, try to find a speedometer for a 1960 Lambretta, you know. Still this, doing it. This is, yeah, I'm like, no, no, this is a 56-year-old motorcycle, man. And he goes, wow. And he goes, all right. He goes, so you're the owner? I'm like, yeah, yeah, run the plate. He goes, oh, I I can't run that plate. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And uh, In the back of your mind, you're going, I know that. Yeah, and he was kind of, he was really cool about it. He goes, all right. He goes, well, he goes, slow it down, be careful. And I, when he walked back to the car, I was like, oh, man, I so wanted to, like, as I'm driving away, you know, waving, thank you, and I'm pulling away, I was kind of like... No, don't ask him to print that out. I know. What I wanted to do was, actually, what I wanted to do was be like, you didn't even call that in, did you? Because how embarrassed would he be if it comes across on the radio? You know, yeah, I'm pulling over a 1960 Lambretta. Like, can you hear all the other cops? They all have radios, too. Like, you sure you don't need some help there, Tony? Because uh, sounds like you might have got yourself a wild, like... I'm sure he's an animal. <laughs> yeah, we better send the SWAT team. And uh, but yeah, he was super cool and told me to mellow out and just relax. I was like, okay, just. And uh, meanwhile, I have an entire blue grocery bag full of mixed beers in the back. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, here you go. <laughs> and he didn't call me on nothing else. I mean, because the headlight does work; it doesn't point anywhere it's supposed to point because the lens just rotates and vibrates, so the light pattern <laughs> just goes in circles as you're riding it. You know, there's a little, there's a little bulb, a six volt bulb hiding behind a Fresnel lens and the Fresnel lens just throws the light, whichever way it happens to be pointing. So sometimes it's like deer. Sometimes it's like stars, deer stars. You never get the same light twice. The brake light does work. It's like four candles behind a red lens. You know, it's, it's great. If you're, if you're anticipating I'm stopping, you might see it. Not in the daylight, but at night it shines. Okay. But yeah, I got pulled over on the Lambretta. Yeah, there's, there you go. I can tell you, though, if I would have been riding anything else and I was going 54 and a 35, I wouldn't be sitting here telling you about the ticket I didn't get. If I'd have been riding any of my other motorcycles and got pulled over for 54 and a 35, I'm damn sure he would have written me. Hmm. He let me He let me go on the sheer novelty of, the fuck, you know? I thought it was a Lamborghini. It, well, that's what he said. He was like, he goes, it's, he goes, it comes up as a 1960 Lamborghini. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I've had this thing. I've had this thing registered for so long that it literally on the title and on the registration it just says LAMB. That's all it says. Well, you could have given him an autograph or something yeah. like that. And go home and show his kids. Tonight I pulled over a 1960 Lamborghini motor scooter. You know, if he thought it was a Lamborghini, he'd probably want to put it on the hook and yeah, take it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. we got to impound this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there. Uh, oh, but there is before we sign off. There was a news event today I, I got to share with you guys, especially if you have kids. Uh, there's a daycare center in New Jersey that has been doing Fight Club at the daycare center. They've been put, yeah, they've been pitting the kids against each other at the daycare center. Yeah, six year olds, six year olds through eleven years old, and they're filming it. And they were filming it and sending it out on Snapchat, so there'd be no evidence, you know. And they were Snapchatting 
kids at the daycare in fucking, you know, battle royales. And they said at one point there were like 11 kids in a, in a battle royale dogpiling. I'm like, on one hand, these women, these two women that got busted are both going to jail. I mean, obviously, this is huge. And uh, the daycare center didn't hesitate to throw them under the bus. They were like, yeah, you know, this is not our policy. <laughs> no yeah. shit. Michael will be 11 boys. 11 yeah, boys that actually act like boys. Well, and I also think, as much as it had a knee-jerk reaction of like, oh my God, these women are horrible that are doing this. Hold on. When I was 6 <laughs> through 12 years old, we what had a game called Dodgeball. Yeah. And the, the whole game of Dodgeball was to ignore the big giant red balls that were hard to throw and look for those little 10-inch bean balls that they would inflate hard as a rock. And you'd get one of those 10-inch bean balls and you'd prize that fucker until the other kid ran up and you just whip that thing out and just crush him with it. Forget about dodgeball. What about smear the queer? Smear the queer. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean come on. You're I, the football. You got your ass kicked. Well, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it Red Rover, Red Rover? Wasn't that the name of the game? And that's where you uh, Make a wall. all made a wall and yeah. you had to bust through the wall. That's still assault. Yeah. I mean, these were co- full contact, no pads games that we were playing. What about Funny King of the is, Mountain? King of the Mountain was Funny another good one. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be the guy with the ball. Of course. I'm going to try this shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that game was officially called Smear the Queer, but I never knew it as anything else but that. Was there any other name for that game? I think we all played it. Yeah. Right? And you all played the same game, and it was called Smear the Queer, and we're not saying it as any sort of a derogatory term towards anything. That was the name of the the fucking game, you know? And I think what they'd call it now is Kill the Man with the Ball. (laughs) Kill the Man with the Ball, which has its own awesome references. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My grandpa gave us a set of, we, we had two pairs of boxing gloves. He handed us two pairs of boxing gloves. Yeah. We put on our football helmets yeah. and we beat the Just shit go out of each other. <laughs> so, like, we used to. I mean, well, <laughs> at least with like the six-year-old, eleven-year-old fight club business, you know, you're you're fighting probably one other kid, man. It's not kids twenty kids of, trying to get on the one kid. Instead you know? of playing Mortal Kombat, yeah, live it. <laughs> live Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I think they should have had a full like a full like tiered out competition style thing going and teach these kids some competition. Teach them some resourcefulness and teach them how to, you know, defend themselves a little bit. Because, oh. I mean, we went to karate class when I was a kid. Oh, we went to karate school class. school of daycare? <laughs> hey, well, I'm, hey, you know, when I think about my parents spent good goddamn money to send me to karate class. And every time I would come home from karate class with, like, something else swollen or bleeding. Because the, the karate class wasn't one of those, like, we're going to put you in a red man suit and go out and kick the shit out of each other. No, they didn't. They weren't moneyed up like that. It was... Low contact. You know, you're supposed to pull your punch. Well, if you pull all your punches, the fight's never going to end. So, you know, you watch shit escalate. You know, you start getting tired, you start connecting. And that's when you learn that you don't show pain. <laughs> well, that you if you have a bunch of other it. big brothers, you just take it. Right. <laughs> it was just, yeah, so like, yeah, my that's it. Brother, my brothers used to invite their friends over to beat me up. <laughs> yeah, that I mean. That was like the thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I was the youngest, I was the small, like the smallest youngest kid in my neighborhood of a bunch of 12, 13, 14, 15 year old teenagers. So I just, you know, one, I could never have a bicycle for more than 10 or 15 minutes at a time because somebody else would take it. You know, as soon as they'd see me pedaling my bike down the street, gone. Then I'd like go home with no bicycle. Where's your bicycle? Oh, Larry took it. So then there's involves negotiations between parents. And then you get Larry's lying about the fact that he stole my bike. 
And then eventually the bike materializes somewhere else. Yeah. You know what? Damn Larry. To this to this day. No, I fucking I wouldn't I didn't want to walk down my street because of Larry. You know, like I would hate to go to the bus stop. Let's go find his ass. Yeah, he's a he's a mobile podcast. He's a sheriff's deputy now. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, go find him at the nurse. Go terrorize him when he's in the nursing yeah, home. Remove, remove his wheels from his. Uh, just kick over just his wheelchair. One wheel. Just one wheel. Just one. Yeah, here you go, Larry. Tell your dad to come and get this one back. Yeah. All right. End of the podcast. And that's the end of the podcast because Dustin said that's the end of the podcast. All right. So on that, guys, remember to please drive fast, take chances, and go sign up for your local distinguished gentleman's ride. Sign up for your local distinguished gentleman's ride. And if you don't have one, fucking make one. Hey, are we doing huh. Rusty Bucketing? No, we talked about that last week. No, don't. No, no, come on. Yes, we the did. End of that. Canceled due to, lo- canceled due to lack of interest. Yeah. Hate to say it, but the schedule's too crazy in October. We're not going to do it in November. So we cancel that. Come on. Yeah, we cancel it. Cancel it due to lack of interest. I mean, it's a great plan. We'll do it next year. This is the equivalent of Dustin playing us off the stage. Take your award and get off the stage.